From Fairfield University, this is David Schmidt, director of the Patrick J. Wade Center for Applied Ethics, bringing you episode five of Hashtag Can We Talk? This podcast series explores practical approaches to effective verbal communication. With us are the authors of the book, Hashtag Can We Talk? Diana Hulse and Pete McDermott. Diana has had a long academic career in counselor education, and Pete was a police captain and is a distinguished visiting professional in applied ethics at Fairfield University. Their combined backgrounds provide a unique perspective on how people communicate. And I'd like to say welcome back, Diana and Pete. Thanks, David. Great to be here. Well, we are now turning our attention in this podcast to the application of active listening and responding skills. This is to set the stage for giving and receiving feedback. So what I'd like to hear is, why did you decide on the topic of preparing to give and receive feedback? How does preparing to give and receive feedback fit into your focus on active listening and responding skills? Well, one way to begin this conversation is to acknowledge that during one's lifetime, people can expect to give and receive feedback. Parents certainly provide feedback to their children, and there are other instances throughout life where people give and receive feedback. However, this is a difficult task to accomplish effectively since most people associate feedback, especially corrective feedback, which means in an instance where you invite a person to think about a behavior or try a new behavior or something different. In other words, it's, it's inviting the person to change some behavior. In those cases, many people respond uh, with avoiding feedback because they see it as criticism. So throughout hashtag can we talk, Pete and I emphasize the importance of interpersonal relationships. So we believe that interpersonal relationships are at the heart of success with giving and receiving feedback. So in this particular chapter, we show how people can take their active listening and responding skills and add other resources to help build interpersonal relationships that can enhance the acceptance and effective use of feedback at home, at work, at school, and in all daily interactions. And so we have decided to focus on pre-planning for feedback as a means to build a relationship between the feedback giver and the feedback receiver. We do this because research findings and practical experiences indicate that if pre-planning conversations happen, between the person who is going to give the feedback and the person who will receive the feedback, 
then both begin to gain knowledge about each other, which gives both parties equal opportunity to discuss their preferences for how feedback exchange will happen. So to give a quick example, one of the tools we use in this chapter is called the Corrective Feedback Instrument Revised, known as the CFIR. It's a 30-item instrument, and it asks the person taking the instrument to read an item and then select from several options their response, which can be from strongly agree to strongly disagree. So let's say, for example, I'm going to supervise a student in a counseling program. And as part of building a relationship with the new student, I'm going to use my active listening and responding skills. And also, I might ask the student to complete the CFIR to give me some information on their views about feedback. Now, through conversation, the student and I can build a relationship of understanding about how the student might best receive the feedback that I will give. One of the items on the CFIR reads, I feel criticized when I receive corrective feedback. So let's say this new student strongly agrees with that item. There are also some other items that have this evaluative connotation. I might say to the student, I notice that you strongly agreed with the item about feeling criticized when you receive corrective feedback. Since I will be providing you with ongoing feedback, I would like to learn more about your feelings and previous experiences and to talk about how you and I can create a climate where you can receive my feedback without feeling criticized. That's very interesting. Pete? I'd, I'd like to know, can you describe a way that these conversations might take place? You know, you know in law enforcement, uh, one of the most important processes that we go through is when you hire somebody, you, you put them into extensive training in a police academy. And that's classroom, classroom learning and outdoor experiences with the tools they're going to use. After they graduate from the academy, they then have to go to their police departments, the ones that hired them, and, and they go through what we call a field training program. And that field training program can go anywhere from 10 weeks to 14 weeks. And it's probably one of the most intensive times in anybody's careers anywhere where when you talk about feedback and the fear of feedback or the fear of giving feedback, it's, it's really extensive here because every single day a recruit will be given feedback on how he did that day in particular topics. So if, if, you, if he went to a class on motor vehicle stops and he was taught that for 10 or 15 hours and practiced a little bit at the academy. Now he's out in real life actually doing it. 
and he's going to be critiqued on safety. He's going to be critiqued on his mannerisms and how he deals with the public. So there's, there's a great deal of fear, actually, in the hearts of the recruits saying that if I don't pass this, I'm not going to be employed. And the pre-planning that Diana was talking about is a way of alleviating that and saying the purpose here is not to get rid of you. The purpose of feedback is to help you develop your skills and be able to perform the duties you're asked to perform by the public. So as intense as it is, if the field training officer, the one giving the feedback, understands the recruit, understands his feelings about getting feedback and understands his own feelings about giving feedback, which is what the CFIR will accomplish, then they can move on to say, okay, we're into a 10-week development phase. We want to make you the best you can be before you go out on your own because they, the recruits ride with this field training officer and or several of them over a period of 10 weeks before they're allowed to go perform duties on their own. And there's a, a manifold number of tasks that they, that police recruits have to learn to successfully accomplish before they become police officers, certified police officers. Uh, so 10 weeks of every single day being critiqued and giving feedback on tasks that you probably didn't perform that well. I mean, that's an expectation. If, if you're doing something for real the first time, you're not going to be an A student. It takes a while to get there. And it, it people who just get evaluated in work uh, every six months or they get commented on by their supervisors every week uh, never experience something like that. That's why the... the Overall, the, the feedback process in corporate corporate world is becoming a, an ongoing process. Not that you're getting official feedback, but somebody's mentoring you the whole time you're there. And that takes away some of the onus of I'm giving feedback. And But you have to know the person. You know, again, Diana and I have gone through this a number of times in a number of classes and taken the CFIR is a tool that I found, I personally found very beneficial because I was reluctant to criticize people. And the reason I felt that is because every time somebody gave me feedback in my career, I felt like I was being criticized. So I know what it's like to feel like being criticized, and I didn't want to put that onus on the people I was mentoring. So getting an understanding of how do you feel, how do I feel, and knowing we're going to try to meld our feelings. So the goal is to improve the organization generally. So I, I found that that eliminates this, this fear of failure. I mean, you can expect to perform and not be at your top the first time and the second time, depending upon the task. Uh, and this is what allows people to develop personally, allows supervisors to establish relationships of trust with the people that are working for them, 
and allows any organization, regardless of what the profession is, to grow. So it's it's a even though I think law enforcement is is an intense training time of ten weeks, and not a lot of organizations do that. I do believe that it's it's a a window of opportunity for any organization to take this the skills of conversation into personal skills and using the CFR, the application for feedback, because every organization everywhere needs feedback in order to function. That's really helpful. I mean, you're helping me understand not only the importance of giving and receiving feedback, but also how challenging it is to step up and do it well. So, you know, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the way that pre-planning would help prepare the feedback receiver to do this. Maybe, Diana, could you explain that to me a little bit? Well, again, with my brief example about supervising a student, what I'd want to do first with any new student is get to know the person. And the way I look at pre-planning for feedback, it's another way to help me get to know the person I will be working with. It's going to provide knowledge for me. It's going to help me understand where the student is coming from. And then in order to build empathy for where they're coming from, that empathy will naturally follow from the knowledge and understanding. And I want to make a point that purpose of pre-planning is not to take away from the power of the feedback that the person might be receiving. It's not to water down the feedback or say, give the idea that we're just going to be having a friendly chat all the time, that there might not be times where it gets difficult. But if I say to you as a new supervisee, uh, David, tell me about times when feedback worked for you and when it didn't work for you. And how is the best way for you to respond to feedback? One of, one of the factors on the CFIR is called the written factor because some people like verbal feedback, some people like to read feedback, just Beginning to explore, uh, I might say, so if we're going to work together to help you be a better counselor, which would have been the setting I'm referring to, uh, we need to create an environment here where you're open to hearing about when things go well and also areas you want to improve. So you begin to to remove some of these noxious elements that people bring with them. Fear of being criticized, uh, put down, uh, taking feedback personally, feeling marginalized. You want to remove that and say, let's focus on how to help you be the best counselor you can be. And the other point, uh, referring to Pete's example in working with law enforcement, we discovered in our training with newly promoted police sergeants who are now in a position to give feedback that it doesn't matter what the sergeant thinks. 
the answer is for him or her. For example, the item, I feel criticized when I receive corrective feedback. Suppose the sergeant says, feedback doesn't bother me. I don't, I mean, I strongly disagree with that phrase. But suppose the supervisee strongly agrees with it. And so the point is not to say my view is the right view, but my openness as a supervisor to get to know you and figure out how, how are we going to manage this important task. And that's where those great active listening and responding skills come in. Yeah, and I'll just add to that that, you know, everybody who is a parent understands what giving feedback to their child is. Now, if you have more than one child, you know they're not the same. They're different. So you give feedback to both children, but you don't give it the exact same way. And in this case, again, in some corporations, where you have the, the supervisor has 25 or 30 years of experience, the, the new employee has six minutes of experience, uh, it's great for the supervisor using CFIR to get a self of self-awareness. And like Diana said, if feedback doesn't bother you one iota, that's great. You, can, you still learn from it. But if the person you're giving feedback to does, it does bother them, then you as a supervisor know you've got to help facilitate the learning process, not the feedback process, the learning process. Right, to, to kind of clear away clutter that you don't need. I mean, think about it as getting the elephants out of the room so that you can really focus on what you're there to do. Well, I like that image. And so I guess to pull this uh, conversation together on the importance of pre-planning for feedback, let's think first now about the giver. What does the giver get from the pre-planning process? The givers get to know themselves because through the process of working with the CFIR, feedback givers get to reflect on how they respond to feedback. They also learn the preferences and feelings of the person they're giving the feedback to. And most importantly, through all of this, they build an alliance with the feedback receiver. What's in it for the feedback uh, receiver? The receiver can learn how to better listen to, absorb, and apply the feedback and hopefully be motivated to change because that's the whole point of feedback anyway. Well, I've learned a lot from this. It really does sound like the CFIR tool is really important and that's in the book. So that would be a really helpful tool for anyone. And once again, one thing I've come to appreciate listen, listening to you both is how important are interpersonal relationships to making all of this happen and you are so helpfully giving us the kinds of direction and the means we need to have to achieve the goals, to have good communication in interpersonal relationships. So I'd like to thank you for joining us today. And for everyone listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to follow, follow along with the book, hashtag can we talk, you can pick up a copy on amazon.com. 
Diana and Pete, thanks so much. Thank you, David. You're welcome. Thanks, Dave.